Good morning. How you guys doing? Awesome. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you that know me, I want to welcome everybody to church today. I want to welcome everybody that's watching us online this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. You got the announcements. Did you get the, did you, did you listen? How many services next week? All right. What time? Awesome. <laughs> to add on to that, okay, if we do not have your phone number uh, or carrier information, we would love to be able to remind you of these important details when they come up, like we have one service next week. You get that on Saturday, okay? And, and so if we don't have your phone number or carrier information, please go to the Welcome Center uh, give us that updated or give us your phone number. We won't abuse it, okay? I promise you I'm not going to start texting you on every Sunday morning. Hey, wake up. Stop hitting the snooze button. Get your butt to church, right? You're still not in church. Why are you not? I'm not going to do that, okay? We won't abuse it. Um, I promise you. But we, uh, there are some times where we want to remind you of events that are coming up, uh, kids' things that are coming up. Uh, but also when, when winter comes, uh, sometimes when there's a storm, we go to one service, and so we just want to be able to, to contact you immediately so you know what's happening. And so if we don't have your contact information, or if we don't have your phone number or updated carrier information, please go to the Welcome Center and do that today. Uh, the other thing is today is Baptism Sunday. <laughs> After second service, we're going to be baptizing underneath the tent outside. Come on, there's something special about being in public, baptizing in public. And so, uh, man, it, it, there's still time for you to sign up. Go to the Welcome Center, sign up. We'll get you a T-shirt. Um, and, and, or if you want to go home and get some clothes, uh, man, you can sign up to get baptized today. Go to the Welcome Center, talk to Debbie or Sarah uh, or, or whoever's back there, and we will hook you up, all right? So today we are starting a new series called 5784. Some of you are like, what is that, and why should I care? Okay, like 5784. Now, let me just switch your mindset for a moment, okay? We, we just got out of a series, uh, Living on Fire for God, that was very preacher-heavy, okay? It was a it was very preacher-heavy uh, series. We're now going to transition into a teaching-heavy series called 5784, what is that? That is, according to the Hebrew calendar, okay, that is the year that we're going into on September 15th. We're going from 5783, we were in this year, into 5784. Last year, I started this two-part series talking about 5783, and now we're doing 5784. And the reason why I feel so compelled to do it is because if you've ever studied the Hebrew language, literally for more than 10 minutes, you can see that the Hebrew language is deep, it's rich, it's different than any other language on earth. I mean, it's got symbols, it's got numbers attached to the symbols, it's got different meanings. It's just many scholars believe that the Hebrew language was given to the Jews by God himself. The whole Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew, and so the language is so deep, and there are there are clues inside of this Hebrew language and numbers. Now listen, God likes numbers, 
He's not bound by numbers. Okay, so let's not get weird, okay, and, you know, look at numbers every, oh, you know what I mean? Like, let's not get weird about it, okay? Let's stay balanced. He likes numbers. He's not bound by numbers, okay? He likes numbers so much that he named a book called Numbers. Okay, like, he likes them. Okay, I know he, he you know, he, the days of the week, right? Like, the month, like, he likes numbers. He, he, we serve a God who does things in order. He likes seasons, okay? And so, He's not bound by them, but he likes them. And I believe that there is clues. Every year that we go into, there are clues in these numbers, this, this year that we're turning into, prophetic clues that we should be looking for that Jesus has already told us, right? He, he's like, look, I'm going to send signs. I'm going to send clues so you know what season that you're in. And I believe as we enter into 5784, there are going to be many clues and signs of what God already wants to do in our lives and in our church, that if we're prepared for, we won't miss it. Okay? Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. God, I thank you for every person in this room today and watching online, God, that you called them by name to be here today, God, that you have a word for us. You have a word for us, God, through your year, Lord, that is coming up, a prophetic word, and so, God, we just thank you for every opportunity that we have to gather together and worship you and study your word. God, we thank you, God, that you got a plan for us in this coming new year. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you get me out of the way. None of me and all of you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen, amen and amen. And so, uh, we are in the year uh, pay dollar. Okay, according, that's how you say, according to, to the Hebrew language, we're in a year of pay dalit, and so we are in the decade of pay, which means mouth, dalit means four, which also symbolizes a door. So, let, let, let's just look at pay for a moment, and we'll backtrack for a little bit, okay, from last year's message, and that, not a lot. Um, because we've got a, a lot to get into today, but just a, a little bit last year that we were in the year Pei Gemel, three, Gemel, and Gemel can also be translated into the word Gideon, okay? So we were uh, really last year, and we're still in that year for the next couple of weeks, we were in the year of becoming warriors, right? Becoming lions in the spiritual warfare, battling for our family and our church and our lives and our workplaces, and that we're learning how to be to be warriors last year. And now we're coming into a different year. So the decade of pay, and, and here, as we go through this, you're going to start to realize that this isn't just a coincidence, that Satan also knows these numbers too, okay? Because isn't it interesting, as we go into the 80s, okay? Come on, some of you, we're back in the 80s. Come on. Get your headbands out and your roller skates and your tape player. Some of you are like, what's the tape player? <laughs> Google it. Uh, and so for us, we're, we were entering into the 20s, right? 2020s. And isn't it interesting, as we started the 20s, we started the 80s, that for a majority of that year, our mouths were covered with masks. And the church was shut down. There's something with this decade of pay 
The decade of the mouth that Satan doesn't want us to understand. That this is a very powerful decade that we are coming into. Jesus is arguing with some Pharisees here because they think he's the devil, okay? And he's casting out demons, and they're arguing with him about it. And they're saying, well, you can cast out demons because you're from the devil. And Jesus like, that makes no sense, right? Like, why would Satan, you know, cast out Satan? It makes no sense that he would do that, right? If a kingdom is divided against itself, it will not stand. And so here is his response to uh, these people on Matthew 12, 33 through 37. A tree is identified by its truth, fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Let's continue. And I tell you this, you must give an account on Judgment Day for every idle word you speak, the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. This is what I believe the decade that we're coming into. We're coming into the decade of humanity's heart being exposed. I believe that is what God is doing in, the, in this decade. That, that This is the decade of humanity's heart being exposed. Because what does Jesus say? He says, uh, what is in your heart will come out of your mouth. What is stored in your heart will overflow out of your mouth. And we are living in a day and age where everyone has a voice if they want to have a voice. Everyone has a mouth who wants to have a mouth. Social media has made that possible. If you want to do a video, if you want to you know, make a statement, you can do that. And, and people all over the world can hear that message, can hear your voice. We are in the decade where humanity's heart is going to be exposed. What is in our heart will come out. And you're wondering why, man, why is all this evil everywhere coming out? It's because it's the decade that we're living in. God is exposing all the evil and, and whatever is in their heart is coming out. What's interesting about this decade that we're in is even our computers have a voice now. With artificial intelligence coming out with, with chat GPT, our computer now has its own voice, and it's no mistake that it's happened during this decade. The decade of pay, the decade of the mouth. Proverbs 18 21 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe what God is doing in, in, in this decade is he's uprooting, he, he, he's uprooting gossip. He's doing an uprooting of gossip out of churches, okay? God hates gossip. He hates it. And gossip has been something that's been around in churches from the very beginning. Gossip, I believe, is the devil's gospel. Because that's where it comes from. It comes from the enemy. Because Satan uses gossip 
to, to split churches. He uses gossip to split families. He uses gossip to bring uh, dissension and disunity. That's why God hates it. And so he's uprooting it out of his church. Because if we're going to experience an outpouring of God, man, gossip needs to be replaced with prophecy. And that's what I believe that God is doing in his church in this decade is he's removing gossip and he's bringing the spirit uh, and the gift of prophecy into his church. This morning, Don and I were listening to a scripture in First uh, Samuel and, and, and it's where uh, there's this prophetic environment that's happening and, and every group, he, Saul sends a bunch of, uh, of soldiers, and they keep coming, and three different uh, groups come, and they all just start prophesying when they, when they meet the prophet. They, they can't stop prophesying. And I believe that that's what God wants to do. When people enter into his house, man, there's just going to be such a strong, Holy Spirit, prophetic environment. Man, but we can't help but encourage one another when we get into God's house because the prophetic environment is here. God's Spirit is here. And man, he's uprooting slander. He's uprooting gossip in the last days in his church, right? That's what, that's what Peter said in the last days. We will prophesy. Young men, uh, young ladies will, will dream dreams and see visions. Like, man, this is the time, church, that we're entering into where our words bring life or they bring death. And we have that choice. We have that choice. What are we going to speak over our own lives? We have that choice. We, we don't have to listen to that that negativity. We, we, we don't have to listen to that, that voice that, that is hounding us and telling us that we're not good enough or smart enough. We can't do anything. We don't have to listen to that voice. We're in the decade of pay where our mouth matters. So the second part, the second part of that is dalit, okay, which means door. Let's look at the definition. We're only going to tackle the first part of this, this definition today, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do the second half next week. Dalit, the Hebrew meaning of the number four, is Dalit, which means a door, an entryway, or a pathway. It signifies completion, wholeness, or fullness. The number four is derived from its place in creation because the physical universe was established and set in motion on the fourth day of the creation week. Let's continue. The Hebrew word used in Genesis for fourth is, I don't know that word, I don't know how to say it. Which means the fourth or four square or the fourth part. The number four represents balance, order, and creation, providing a structure for what lies beneath. Come on, that is so good, okay? So, just, just the beginning, okay? Pay dollar, mouth, door. Which means we are entering into a year where our mouth will open up doors. And if we think about a door, a door gives access. So not only will our words be able to open doors, our words will be able to close doors too. Because a door gives access 
to whatever you, you, you open that door to, right? You, you, you can either close access to, to, to whatever's outside or you can let whatever in you want to let in. I believe this year is going to be the year where our mouth, the words that we speak out of our mouths, and let me tell you, church, this year, if you choose to praise instead of complain, if you, if you choose to, to worship instead of loathe in your sorrow, God, if you choose to pray instead of calling someone and complaining, I believe that this year, God is going to begin to open up doors in your life supernaturally. So where do we start? We start here in John 10, 9, and this is Jesus. Jesus says this, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture, okay? Jesus must be the door we choose this year. This is where we start. We start with our focus. September 15th, we're entering into Pay Dalit, okay? Year, a new year is coming. G we must choose Jesus. Jesus must be our focus this year because he is the door that we're going to be walking through. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Jesus says this, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. So Jesus is saying, look, there's lots of different doors that you can choose to go through in this next year. But there's only one right door, and it's narrow, and it has Jesus' name on it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. All these other doors lead to destruction. Okay? They lead to death. If you want to do things your own way this year, fine. But it's going to lead to destruction. It, it, it's not going to lead to life. That's what Jesus is saying. Hey, I am the door. I am the gate that you need to go through this year. Okay, so here's the question. How do we use our mouth to activate the door of Jesus? How do we do that? Okay, We do that by using the name of Jesus, by speaking Jesus into every situation that we're in. Church, the name Jesus is what gives our prayers power. I'm telling you right now, this is a secret that Satan does not want you to understand today. That using the name of Jesus, and I don't care what you're praying over, I don't care if you're praying over your food, I don't care if you're praying over your kids. I don't care what your, your workplace. We have to get into the habit of using the name of Jesus. Every prayer, like Jesus, like Jesus is the name. Listen, church, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Whether you do it voluntarily or he makes you submit to him, Every knee will bow under the name of Jesus. His name is above every other name. Church, we need to get in the habit of using in Jesus' name in all of our prayers because Jesus is the one who will open doors for us in this new year. And let me tell you something about Jesus. 
He loves to open doors. Oh, he loves it. If we would just ask, he loves opening doors. Revelation 3.20. I love this. Here I am. I'm here, right? It's like this. You open the door. Here I am. I've been waiting, right? Like, I'm here. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I also believe that this is the decade where we're going to hear God's voice more and more and more, that our discernment is going to be heightened. I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And so here's, here's this first door knocking. It's Jesus is knocking at the door of our heart. God is pursuing us. You're here today. You're watching online right now because God has pursued you. There's no other way you got here other than God's pursued you and you've answered the door. That's it. God pursues us. He, he knocks at the door of our heart first. And when we open, here I am. I'm, I'm standing here. I've been waiting. I'm here for you. Matthew 7, 7. Ask. Come on, we got, we use the pay. We use the mouth. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Listen, God is pursuing us, but he also expects us to pursue him. You see, here I am. Now it's our turn to knock at his door. Are you knocking at his door, church? Are you just doing whatever you want to do? See, here's, here's, okay, most people in the world, okay, not even Christians, most people in the world love the idea of a savior. I mean, the popular, you know, how popular superhero movies are, like, like how popular Marvel, you know, and Superman, most people love the idea of, of having a superhero swoop in and save them or save the day. Right, we, we like that. It's entertaining. It, 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 it speaks to our, our, our creativity. And, and, and we, we like the idea of a savior. What we don't like is the idea of a master. Pastor, um, <clears throat> you can't use that word anymore. It's not politically correct. Negative connotations to it. Jesus used it, so I'm going to use it, okay? He said you can't serve two masters. We, we like the idea of having a Savior. We don't like the idea of having someone Lord over our life. We like the idea of God as this Pooper scooper in our life, right? Remember those pooper scoopers, you know, and you follow your dog around, right? And they poop in the yard and they scoop it up, right? And you, 
you hopefully put it in the garbage. Right? Like, like, that's our image of God. God, just come around with the poop scooper, scoop up my sin, and, and put it in the garbage, but just let me sniff around in different yards and go all over the place. I just need a Savior instead of a Lord, instead of a Master. Paul said, I am a slave to Christ Jesus. Because he is the greatest and best master that we could ever have in our life. Because he's the one that is going to open doors. He has the master key to open all doors on heaven and earth. But if we don't submit and surrender our lives to us, we're going we're gonna to waste a lot of time sniffing at doors that we shouldn't be sniffing at. Church, it's, it's, it's time to surrender. It's time to give it all. Let him become the master of our lives. The Lord of our lives. Jesus is talking to, to, to John in Revelation in the island of Patmos. And he's, he's talking to churches, right? He's, he, this is part of the, the, the seven letters to the churches. And he says this, Revelation 3, 8. I know your deeds. Come on, he's speaking to a church. He's, he's talking to followers of Jesus here. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. This coming year, God wants to open doors supernaturally in your life that you can't open. You can't open. Stop trying to open them. You can't open them. You only, the only way those doors are going to be open is if you trust and surrender that God's going to open them. And here's the thing, with those doors, no person can come in and slam it shut in your face. Your boss can't do it, your manager can't do it, the government can't do it, the mailman can't do it. I don't know why the mailman would try to shut the door, but maybe he would. Maybe he's an evil mailman. I don't know. When God opens supernatural doors in our lives, nobody can shut them. I know that you have little strength. I love this, because guess what? It's not up to how strong you are. It's about how much you're going to submit to God in this next season coming up. It has nothing to do with how strong you are or how long you've been a Christian or, or not. Maybe you just came to know Christ recently. That does not matter, because it's not your strength that's going to open these supernatural doors. You can't open them anyways. Only God can. Yet you have kept my word... And have not denied my name. Man, when we hold strong to the truth of who Jesus is, no matter what the world is saying, he's going to open doors for our lives supernaturally. And it doesn't matter how weak you are today or how strong you are today. God is the one who's going to open the doors for our lives in this coming year, if we're prepared and we're ready and we're seeking this year, God's going to open doors. Now, there's going to be some doors that, we're, that God's going to need to close in our life. Because not Every door is a door we should go through. 
And even when we open that door, there are some things that are going to be at that door that we shouldn't let in. Cain and Abel, the first brothers, were to bring an offering to the Lord. Abel brought his first fruits offering. What is that? He brought his first of the harvest. He brought his very best offering to the Lord. Before he took any for himself, before he ate any, he gave it to the Lord. His first fruits offering to the Lord. Cain waited to whatever, you know, he had his, he stored some away, and, and, you know, he waited a time later, and really, whenever Cain felt like it, he gave God some leftovers and said, there, God, there's your offering. And God said, I'm not the God of your leftovers. I will not take second, third, or fourth place in your life. I must be first. You can't serve two masters. I must be, be first. So, he rejected Cain's offering. And so this is his response, Genesis 4, 6 through 8. This is the Lord speaking to Cain. He says, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. Christianity is actually pretty pretty simple. I mean, we're, we're the ones that love to complicate it and overcomplicate it and bring all these weird rules into it. it, it it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. And, and, and the Lord says, it just, if you just do what is right, if, if you just live your life by the word of God, like, just do what is, what is right. And when we're in sin, it's easy for us to be overtaken by anger and feel dejected. And the truth is, is that the anger is from within us, not from God. God didn't give us that anger. And the, the dejectedness is from our own failure. Not God's failure, but our own failure by living in sin. Look at this response by God. You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Look at this, church. Watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, eager to become your master. But you must subdue it and be its master. Church, we've got to use the name of Jesus. We, this is... Jesus is the only name that is going to get rid of some of these sins and addiction and habitual habits that we continue to let into our lives over and over and over. And we wonder why we're feeling dejected and we're depressed and we're sad and we're angry and we're bitter. It's because we keep leaving the door open to sin. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the field. Let's play catch with a rock. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. This is the seriousness of allowing sin 
to have consistent access to our lives. It leads to death. It leads to destruction. It leads to making really dumb decisions that will affect us for the rest of our lives. Church, this year, pay, ballot, mouth, and doors. Okay? When we use the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, the only name that has power to shake heaven and earth, the only name when used, the demons quake and must flee. Church, we've got to get into the habit of using the name of Jesus to allow him to open supernatural doors in our life, but also closing doors to sin in our lives. Are you, are you tired yet? Are you, are you sick? Are you weary from going through the same thing over and over and over again? Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit is ready to move on your life today in this moment as we enter in into response time. I believe today if you fully surrender your life to Jesus, you confess your sin, and use the name of Jesus. And some of you need to get a prayer partner to help you through this process today. Some of you have struggled with addiction, whether it's alcoholism or drugs, or, or, or man, you're, you're addicted to, to video games or, 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 or food or, or anything that, that is a substitute from going to the Holy Spirit first. Are you, have you struggled with depression? Have you struggled with, 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 with anxiousness? I, you know, what are you struggling with today where you feel like, man, I just can't, I can't get rid of it. It's because you've never closed the door on it. And some of you are like, man, I, I've tried to close the door, but this is what Satan loves to do. He loves to get a foot in there, right? He likes a foot in there and a hand in there, right? And so you can't fully close the door. You think it's closed, but it's not really closed. Listen to me. Some of you need to get aggressive with your sin. You need to start. But you need to start kicking that. Get out of here, devil. And you need to allow the master to lock that door. I'm telling you, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of restoration. Today is the day of your miracle and your breakthrough. In Jesus' name. I believe, church, if we... We commit to this, allowing God to open up doors in our lives and closing the doors that need to be closed. This year, we're going to see God do supernatural things in your life, in your marriage, in your family, as we praise, as we worship, as we praise. Jesus is going to move. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. Maybe you'd say, today. Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never committed my life to him and I need to today. Or maybe if you're honest with yourself, you've never really surrendered and made Jesus your Lord. He's never been truly your master of your life. And today's the day where you need to make that decision to make him your Lord and your master. I would just ask that every head bowed, every eye closed. 
If that's you this morning, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, just put it up and put it down. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning as a church that we'd help those repeat this prayer as they're making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you and make you my master. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. As your pastor, we are now transitioning to the most important part of the service today. This is our response time. Man, the Holy Spirit's been stirring some things up in our hearts and our minds this morning. Instantly, the Lord, the Holy Spirit's saying, you need to close that door. You need to close that door. You, need to, you, need to, you really need to close that door. You, you think that door is closed, but it's not really closed. You need to kick it closed. The Holy Spirit's been, been speaking to some of you. You can't close that door by yourself. You need to go get prayer and help. Sometimes we need someone else's help to close that door. Church, we have life groups that help close the door on sin and help open godly doors in our life. So as we transition into our response time today, the first station is the station of the cross. You can come up here. We've got pieces of paper up here. You can write whatever you want on that piece of paper and stick it to the cross and say, in Jesus' name, the name that is above every other name, the name that has power to shake heaven and earth, in Jesus' name, bitterness is forgiveness. In Jesus' name, my stress is gone. It is finished. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to be depressed any longer. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to be addicted to whatever any longer because it is finished. It was finished over 2,000 years ago on that cross. The second station is the station of our altar. If you just want to come and get along with the Father this morning, you can do that. And then the third station is the station of our, our prayer cove. Now, we have some powerhouse prayer warriors that would love to help close the door on some things in your life today, but also, man, speak life, speak prophecy, and help you see some doors that God is opening in your life right now. If you can, stand to your feet. We're going to pray. We're going to respond and worship right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. You're moving in our heart and our mind. Father, we thank you for, for the year we're coming into, the paid dollars. You're going to open doors supernaturally in our life that no man can close. It's going to be from you. And so we trust you in this process. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you would begin to speak to every single one of us doors that are open in our life that we need to close in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the freedom that you're going to give people this morning in Jesus' name. We love you. We thank you. We just say, have your way right now, Holy Spirit, in all of our hearts and all of our minds. Be the master of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.